Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's Word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. Welcome back, leaders. This is week two of our On the Table series, and today we're unpacking the uh, sermon that uh, you just heard, hopefully, which is, uh, is there only one way to God? This is um, this is one of those questions where it's not just theoretical. It's not just a theological question. This is a very relational question, a question that you've probably pondered not only yourself, but one that you've walked through with family, friends, relatives, loved ones. Um, the question of the exclusivity of the claims of, of Jesus. What does that mean? How does that work out? And so we're going to unpack uh, uh, the leader discussion uh, today as you, you're preparing to lead your groups through it. And I'm not doing it by myself. I've got the second most handsome guy on staff. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Interested to know who number one is. I'm, I'll let um, the users decide. <laughs> but it's not either of us sat in your office right now. Actually, we're standing in your office standing. at your standing desk because we're both, what are we, about 6'6"? Six, six? Wow. <laughs> Generous. Sure. Something like that. Not quite. But if you haven't figured out already... It's Mr. Dallas Viva. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. I haven't seen you guys since last year. Yeah, and Dallas is still alive. New Year's resolutions kicking on, going strong? I didn't really make resolutions. It's the best way not to break one. That's what I exactly. always say. Yeah. It's also the best way to not achieve goals. Mm-hmm. I say that jokingly because I asked Dallas <laughs> just the other week about, <laughs> yeah. let's talk about goals and what you um, got listed out for the next year. And this guy, I kid you not, like created basically an adult version of a sticker chart. That's right. And he is marching at some incredible stuff personally and also personally. in the ministry that you're stewarding, man. You're doing such a, such an amazing job. So glad to, glad to have you here as we walk through these questions now. All right. Should be straight from the lean in. And remember the idea of the lean in? We call it a lean in because we want your group to like actually lean in, be a question they want to engage, get them open and talking. The more that we talk at the beginning, the more that we're going to talk and engage the conversation all the way through. So here's the question. Uh, what's one thing that you were um, somewhat of a snob about, um, be it a favorite brand or experience? What is it about those things that you held so highly? Um, and what would it take to change your mind about these things? So what do you think, Dallas? How would you kick around that question? What's behind that question? How might you answer it yourself? Yeah, I, I, I'd go for a... Personally, I like to get something that might be a little controversial to like get everybody out there. So like Apple, I'm I'm diehard Apple because I love how everything connects. Um, I've been on the other side in the darkness of non-Apple and I don't need a zoomed in picture of the moon. <laughs> and so sure. what you're gonna do is you're gonna get the Android people, wait, what? And you're gonna, it's, I don't know, I would like to introduce people and bring them into the conversation um, like that. Right, yeah, think about some of the things that, um, could be more of a light-hearted yeah. conversation, but what do you think? What are we trying to get to? What's behind this question? What are we leaning people through? That we all have our own. It's it's just naturally like the way we think. We have things going on. We have our preferences, and you may not even realize that mm-hmm. you have some of these pre- preferences in your life with the things that you like, uh, go on vacation with people, go on a faith adventure, and you see some of these really come to life, that we have our own personal preferences right. it's good. as humans. It's good. Yeah. 
All right, then we get to the, the next section, and we're reading that familiar passage in John chapter 14, 1 through 7, where, you know, this is a great passage to point to when people say, man, how could you say that? How could you possibly say that there's really only one way to God? And really a great answer is, well, I don't say it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't say it. I, I believe it, but if you look at the direct claims of Jesus himself, not only here in John chapter 14, but, you know, where a lot of sort of world religious teachers and thinkers, they say, don't look at me, look to God. I mean, Jesus himself mm-hmm. said, look to me. If you've seen me, then you've seen the Father. I mean, the miracles that he outworks of healing the uh, the paralyzed man. You know, what's easier for me to do? To say, rise up and walk or to say that your sins are, yeah. are forgiven. And, and then, of course, here in John chapter 14, he, he says it quite plainly that he is the way, the truth, in the life and that anyone comes to him would be saved, right? And so we want to interact with this passage having the understanding of it's not our claim, it's our belief. Mm-hmm. It's our belief, but our belief is founded in the words in the words of Jesus. So just as you look at John chapter 14, Dallas, what kind of stands out to you as you've interacted with the passage yourself? I, I love John 14 and I love it because it it really kicks off the final address Jesus has to his to his disciples. Um, I love he's like, hey, don't let your heart be troubled. Uh, it's He's saying that at the very beginning and all the things that he's going to say over the next three chapters uh, leading into uh, his him being arrested, his crucifixion. Uh, but as, as I read verse 2, you know, our main point is uh, Jesus is radically exclusive and radically inclusive. Mm-hmm. In this text, verse 2, in my father's house, there are many rooms. That would be inclusive. It's it's not a problem of there's no room in the inn, so you have to go out kind of like how Jesus was born. That's not the problem there. And then you go down to verse 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's where we can see it's super, super exclusive there as well. So I love the, the contrast just in that passage of Scripture as we're dealing with this as followers of Jesus. That's right. And people wrestle through that, through that claim, right? Mm-hmm. We wrestle through that claim um, from a lot of different different standpoints. I think sometimes the standpoint of like just the um, the wrestle of authority that we often have in our life, like to, to say that there is someone a, a, above me that is giving me access to something that I can't get in and of myself. Mm-hmm. That's a wrestle in our in our current culture, right? Because yeah. we think. That it's going to be my my grit, my ingenuity, my mm-hmm. intelligence, my inclusion, whatever it is, my goodness. Yeah. That's going to give me access. That's going to give me one of these rooms that rooms that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And so the claims of Jesus, you're right, as Eric mentioned in the message, they're they're beautifully inclusive and exclusive at the same time. And how do we enter into them by saying yes and by acknowledging, yeah, we need the authority of Jesus over over our lives. It's really good, man. But how many things in our culture are like that? Yeah, like we don't experience, we don't experience that in our culture, which makes this such a profound statement. Right. right? Everything is either inclusive or ex- exclusive. Rarely do you find something that is both. That's right. Yeah, and we're going to get into that a little bit here, even in the in the lookout section. So you're going to lead your group through this conversation to look down. You're going to talk about, man, how are his claims that he's the way, the truth, and the life? Like, what does that mean? How is that life giving to us? And then we want to begin to look out in the in the world and see where we wrestle with these things in culture. And so the questions here are, you know, where are the places that you've seen people disagree 
about who Jesus is. What kind of arguments do they bring? What are what are behind those things? We've talked about that a little bit, Dallas, but how would you uh, lead through that? How would you respond to these questions? Yeah, I, I I'm reminded of a John 18. Pilate is is saying, "Hey, what do I do with this? What have you done wrong? Like, who do you say? Who are you?" And he ends with this this question: "What is truth?" Mm. Pilate's, "Hey, what is truth?" And I love that. Because truth, truth is a person. Mm-hmm. Jesus is truth. It's it's the most church answer. If you grew up in church and you never knew the answer to the question, you could always say Jesus. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those spots. Truth is a person. Truth is Jesus. So for me, as I look at this, it's actually a weight off my shoulders, mm-hmm. knowing that Jesus is the ultimate authority now and forevermore. It ties into his holiness. Everything he says, everything he does is good, is right. Jesus is supreme authority. At the end of the day, you know, if you have a boss who's asking you to do something, great, we submit to our earthly authority, but if that contradicts the truth of Scripture, if that contradicts Jesus' teaching, at the end of the day, we will stand before the throne of Jesus. And that's who we bow to. Right. That's good. That's good, man. And then the next question kind of teases out more of the first question. We we give you one of the kind of the um, arguments against the the belief that Jesus is the only way. You've heard this. Eric talked about this. He addressed it in the message. You know, statements that that say, you know, there are multiple ways to to heaven. So, Mm -hmm. you know, all religions contain element of truth they're all basically the same all religions teach teach the same same thing mm-hmm. and so people will say you know there's a there's a relativism of you know what's true for you may not be true for me vice yeah. versa there's a there's kind of a syncretism at play where we take and choose from different worldviews and philosophies yeah. and we kind of make our make our own way and um this is often uh, something that that we hear that there's got to be multiple ways to heaven but how, how does that contradict from from what we're reading and what we're, we're leading through here. Yeah, Jesus is saying it. Mm. He, he is the one way. And, you know, there are multiple ways to heaven. How is that contradict? I think Eric has a really good piece in his in his message where he talks about different leaders and, and actually how offensive it is right. to say something like that. Hey, all religions are exactly the same because at the end of the day, we don't. Yeah, not only offensive, but it could be slightly arrogant, too, to think yeah. that you know everything about every single religion and that you mm-hmm. have concluded under your authority. That's that yeah. word again. That You know what? Yeah, they're all basically the same. Mm-hmm. Um, Muslim friends, you know, yeah. Buddhist friends, they wouldn't say that about mm-hmm. their religion understanding the doctrines and the tenets of the Christian faith. They wouldn't. Yeah. They wouldn't. No intellectual, honest person would, would come to that conclusion that they are the same. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, not only do we have the claims of Jesus— but as Eric talked through, and again, a plug for the If I Had More Time podcast that Eric did. It's something that we talked about. We recorded that actually today, too. Uh, the linchpin argument is the resurrection. It's yeah. the resurrection of Jesus, right? It's not mm-hmm. only his claims and his words, but the fact that we believe that Jesus is alive, that you can go to Israel today and he, he's he's not there. His tomb, his tomb is empty. Yes. You know, Paul says if that's not the case, then you're basically— dead in your sins and mm-hmm. there, there's nothing that we can do but because that Jesus is alive it, it changes everything right mm-hmm. and you know Eric's going to talk through that that great C.S. Lewis quote I'll give you the the cliff notes version of it basically you know he's either he's either a liar Jesus's claims about himself or, mm-hmm. or, or untrue he's either a lunatic 
He's absolutely out of his mind. He doesn't even know that he's trying to deceive. He's just, he's just crazy. Or the conclusion, if they're actually true, he's, he's Lord. And so we look not only at his words, but the, the truth of, of the resurrection. I'd be curious to you, Dallas, in this look-in question, you know, I think the resurrection is, is, is the, the, the biggest piece <laughs> that yeah. we have in this conversation. But the question says, you know, how would you describe your own confidence in navigating these conver- conversations around the claims of Jesus? Um, what, have, what have you found helpful, questions that you've received? How, how have you navigated that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I've been asked this question before, and I was asked by someone who didn't believe. And mm-hmm. immediately I was quoting scripture, and they stopped me and said, I don't believe that. Don't use the source material that I don't believe to back this up. Right. And that stopped me in my tracks. So I, two things that I go from here is one, I, I went and I did some research. Okay, is there outside, is, is the Bible the only thing that talks about Jesus? And as you look at that, there are so many outside sources um, through tradition for years and hundreds and thousands of years like, that talk about Jesus. And also, the thing that we have as followers of Jesus is we have the second greatest story ever told. Mm. And that's the story of what Jesus has done in our lives. So it's super important for every follower of Jesus. Uh, I like to have, what's my one minute version, the quick version of my story. What's my five minute version. What's my, Hey, I want to sit down and have coffee with you version of my story of what the Lord has done in my life because that's real. Um, I can, it's tangible. I can talk about it. I can share stories about it and no one can argue. No, no one can argue my story of what God has done in my life. Right. That's good. That's the confidence that I have navigating those conversations. Yeah. Which is exactly why we've kind of landed with that question in this discussion is how have you personally experienced Jesus as the way, the truth and the life? Because at the end of the day, I think you're, you're right. You're onto something. Um, very rarely is somebody, won over through an intellectual debate, mm-hmm. um, but it is often through the life on life, what they see in you, what you've experienced from Jesus and his kingdom that compels people to to, drop, to dive in and to understand and learn more. And obviously the, the gift of, of grace, the gift of faith that the Holy Spirit gives to to people as he draws draws them in. So really good. Um, I, would, I would say again, uh, leaders... The If I Only Had More Time podcast, that should really be, I think, like a one and two tandem for this series. Yeah. It really complements and goes in, in some deeper ways. Eric and I had that conversation today about the resurrection and how can you believe it outside of just circular logic of, of Scripture, what other things that we can point to and look look to to have confidence. So would encourage you to look at that uh, again as well. Um, but, man, I've been so encouraged by this series. We're only at week two. Yeah, I know. So how many more weeks to go? If we're at week two, there's eight. I'm doing math, so That's six it. more weeks. Watch out. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Well, we'll continue to come at you guys with this uh, this podcast. And, man, as always, we are so just amazed and encouraged by what God is doing because of your faithfulness, because you guys are stepping in to say yes. You're, you're engaging these conversations. And you're not just having conversations, right? You're putting them into action. You're sharing it with others. You're serving. So, man, God's doing great stuff. Yeah. and You're shepherding. That's it. You're shepherding God's people. We do not have enough staff members to shepherd yeah. God's people, and you play that role. That when people come up to me on the patio, uh, they get to tell me about each of you. Yeah. Oh, hey, I got to talk to my life group leader. Hey, look how my life group has supported me. So just thank you for 
bearing the weight of shepherding God's people here at Mariners. We could not do it without you. That's great. Amazing. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much. And we'll see you next week for our leader podcast.